0: And welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Steven Sturvin Michaels, and featuring guest co-host, Derek the Mothman Piercy.
1: Hello, hello. What's up?
0: What's up, man? It's, uh, it's good. It's weird. It's weird having you here because uh, you're really just in another room in the same house.
1: Yeah, that's that's magic
0: though. It's magic.
1: People think I'm at the moth. You can see in the background, like uh. It oh, like I'm at the moth I man. forgot it
0: about like. that. You're coming to yeah, us like live from the Mothman Museum.
1: It looks like he's literally taking a shit behind me.
0: <laughs> uh dude, I remember. Um, we'll we'll get. We'll get into why he has a Mothman shirt, why there is a Mothman statue, but I just remember when we saw this statue a few days ago, someone was like, you got to check out his ass cheeks on the other side.
1: You said that, what?
0: You didn't hear that? There was this dude walking out of the museum that was like, make sure you check out Mothman's ass cheeks.
1: No, man, see, I've been there, like, so I go to the Mothman Festival every uh, every year almost, I mean, they didn't have it this year, but, like, I have never looked his ass, so, dude, that seems like a missed opportunity, I didn't know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, it's, he's got, as you can see in the picture behind you, he's got a very detailed ass.
1: I wonder what's back there, I mean, do you, you think there could be something poking out there?
0: <laughs> so Derek, who who are you? Uh
1: That's a tough question, man. It's a very philosophical question. Um I don't know if I've got an answer, man. I I'm just a dude who likes cryptids and likes Mothman and, and ghosts and stuff and uh I'm just uh doing my thing.
0: So uh you're here today mainly because of your affinity for, like you said, cryptids, and specifically in this case, Mothman. What the hell is a Mothman yeah. for those that aren't as savvy on this world of cryptids? Oh, well, that's a good
1: question. See, a Mothman is... It's, you have to think of it like this. Um, if you can imagine a man... And you can imagine a moth but like you put them together it's a moth man i mean if you look at the, the statue behind me you can't really see because you can just see the ass but um that one's kind of like a humanoid dude with uh, some big moth wings behind him it kind of got like a uh I don't know like a 1950s like alien kind of insect face um but you know if you go to people talking about Mothman and some of the sightings um A lot of times he seems to have like owl-like properties um, and maybe not necessarily that humanoid looking.
0: All right. So, um, and as a follow-up question, uh, Mothman is considered a cryptid. How would you describe a cryptid?
1: Okay, so like a cryptid, I think it literally would be like a... So there's a whole study that's called cryptozoology. And so cryptid or cryptozoology is like a study of hidden animals. So it's, you know, your Bigfoots, your Loch Ness monsters, your Jersey Devils, your Chupacabra, you know, alien shit, stuff like that. Um, and so he's a cryptid, just kind of a, something that people think is out there, but uh, not a lot of people see it. We can't prove it's out there, which I think that can also entail, you know, animals um, that have gone extinct that people still think are out there. So that may be more believable for some people, you know, that those things are still out there. And, and there's been instances where we thought things were gone and they come back, like the, uh, I'm gonna butcher the hell of this, the, it was a camp. I can't, I don't remember. There's a Pokemon, see, so going back to some other expertise, I'm an expert on the Pokemon called Relicanth, uh, which is based on this fish that we thought was extinct, but turns out it's not extinct.
0: It's like, um, you know, I was trying to explain cryptids and that kind of stuff to somebody I was talking to the other day. And, uh, they were like, is Loch Ness, like Loch Ness Monster considered a cryptid? I was like, I guess so. And they're like, and they asked me, do I believe in Nessie? And I said, yes, because I do. I do believe Nessie is out there. That's, that's my favorite of all of the, the mythological possibly could be real, could be just a load of horseshit animals out there. And they were so thrilled. They're like, I never meet anyone that believes in Nessie. Well, I'd
1: hate to be a, a bummer, but I probably don't believe in that. But Wow. I mean, whatever whatever floats your boat, man.
0: You don't believe in Nessie.
1: Which <clears throat> I mean, I want to. I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe, but um, I, I just haven't seen one. Take me over to Scott and let me see a Nessie. I'll, I'll be all about it.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it right now, right here.
1: Let's just start walking. Let's just start walking, man. Fuck I'm, I'm this go. podcast.
0: Let's go. Let's, go. let's
1: go. let's walk over there. I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, what's interesting. We were talking the other day about um, um, like um, these cryptids or these monsters because, like, it seems like up here there's all kinds of different ones. There's like the Flatwoods monster, there's the uh, Mothman, uh, there's the Hopkinsville goblins. There's like all kinds of stuff up there. You were saying how like, down in like Georgia and shit that there's not, but I was looking it up earlier, and there totally is.
0: Okay, what do we got in Georgia?
1: I'm, I'm going to hit you up here. I, let me pull it up. All right, this is what you guys got. And this is interesting because you love Nessie so much. There is Alti, the Sea Monster which is a Nessie-like creature um, that uh, – what the, what the hell is that, what, that the river called? Anyway, you got one down there in your uh, Altamaha River. I don't know what the fuck that is, but
0: – Never heard of it.
1: There you go. Never heard of it. You've got a Nessie down there, man.
0: Well, you see, what we do have is, you know, in the area I'm from, is we don't have legends of – Nessie or I mean obviously we got Bigfoot sightings but um, what we had down there was a legend of these gigantic 10 foot long catfish that would eat a whole man. There's a legend down there that a uh, chicken truck ran off of a bridge And divers went down to salvage the body, or not salvage, but get the body of the driver back. And when they got down there, they said that there were just all these gigantic catfish eating both the body and the chickens. And that they swore that they would never dive in Lake Lanier again. Well, that's super
1: creepy. So, um, we've got, go ahead.
0: So I don't know if that counts, but that's our local monster legend is monster catfish.
1: I mean, I'm looking at this, like, uh, this Nessie like thing down there and I mean, it could look like a big, uh, catfish. I get it. Uh, I'm looking at some other stuff on here. You guys got fairies maybe. That's like the worst one. I think <laughs> if you're talking about legends, um, but you know what? And we were talking about, um, I mentioned the Mothman Festival earlier, but I always had people come and speak. And I think that I could suspend my belief enough for like Bigfoots. I can suspend it a little bit for Nessie, maybe. But I swear to God, people get in there and they just talk about seeing fucking fairies. And that's about that's about where I'd have to draw the line. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's, I mean, what the hell, man?
0: What is it? What is it about fairies that makes you draw the line there? Okay. Well,
1: I don't know. see. Okay. So Bigfoot, that's easy one, right? So the thought that there could be some kind of like early man or there's some kind of ape-like creature that's out in the woods that we just haven't found. It must be sneaky as hell. Maybe. Sure. Could be. But like you're walking in the woods and there's a bunch of little fairies. I just don't know, man. It just seems unbelievable to me, but that's a thing. And I just, I can't get behind it.
0: I do know, um, well, I mean, you gotta think, the same people that are seeing fairies are doing ass-ton amounts of psilocybin mushrooms.
1: I guess that makes sense.
0: I mean, have you ever met, have you ever heard of somebody that's like, oh yeah, I believe in woodland sprites and fairies, and thought this person wouldn't touch mushrooms you ever those two things don't go together
1: uh well i'll say that the people that were given the lecture who had seen fairies there was something wrong with them i don't know what it was something off i don't know if it was mushrooms though but i definitely get the get the idea there's something going on there
0: definitely uh something not a hundred percent there and if if uh, you've seen fairies and you want to come on the podcast and tell us, you know, uh, that we're dead wrong, uh, let us know. Leave us a comment. Um, but until then, until you speak up, we're going to call it here. The official stance of the confound millennial is fairies are bullshit. Except for the Boom. tooth fairy.
1: Right. Well, and I think that the, uh, the Mothman, it's a possibility. Bigfoot's a possibility. Death Monster, I guess, could be a possibility. There's a lot of cool stuff. And I think that one of the things that I enjoy about Cryptid so much is like these local legend ones, like uh, Hopkinsville Goblins, that's over in Western Kentucky. I mean, it's a story of like a bunch of people on a farm who uh, they saw like a comet go over. There's a big crash, a meteor hits Earth. They go out and investigate. And all of a sudden, these um, these goblin, like little alien things, are coming out of the woods trying to get in their house, and they're shooting at them, you know? And that's just that's just kind of cool that that kind of stuff, that legends and stuff is just kind of in the community. It's out here. It's around us. I think it's neat.
0: Wait, they were shooting at the goblins, or the goblins were shooting at them?
1: No, they were shooting at the goblins. And then, so based on some of the reports, I believe, like they were shooting them with, with, with the guns, and the guns weren't doing anything to them. The bullets were, it sounded like they're hitting metal, but like the goblins didn't. Like I think they did go back into the woods, but they didn't seem to be hurt. Um, again, I hate to keep going back to Pokemon because, but you know, listen, I'm a, a Pokemon expert too. Um, uh, shoot, but the, uh, I'm trying to think which Pokemon it is. It's actually based off the uh, Hopkinsville Goblin.
0: Wow. There's actually a Pokemon based off of a Eastern Kentucky legend.
1: Western Kentucky. Western. Yeah.
0: Whoa, sorry. Sableye,
1: Sableye, man, Sableye. That's one.
0: Okay, but here's um. I'd forgotten what I was gonna say. I just sorry. I'm wrapping my mind around metallic goblins coming out of the woods. Oh yeah. Uh I was up till like four thirty last night after we went to this Mothman museum and let me tell you, these woods like there's there's a creepiness to the North Georgia woods, but these these Kentucky woods got a whole nother thing coming. Like everything oh, yeah. I heard, I was like, it's Mothman. Mothman's coming for me. And Mothman's not even from here. I was like, there's some sort of cryptid in the woods coming to take me away. Or at the very least, like a mountain lion going to eat me alive.
1: You know what they say we do have those here? <clears throat> um, which is kind of weird. I mean, um, I guess not officially, but people see those here all the time. So it's kind of like a cryptid in this area. But, you know, if you're talking about... Cryptids here. I mean, Eastern Kentucky, is obviously Bigfoot.
0: That's the one, you know. Have you, um, now, this might just be my understanding, uh, but have you ever partaken in a, uh, Bigfoot hunt or squatch to... watching? Squatching.
1: Um, did you just assume that I've done that, or did someone say that I'd done that?
0: Um, I know some people uh, close to you and your family have done that, so I I have assumed that you have partaken.
1: I have partaken. Uh, I've been out a couple times over in Carter County, out in Grand. It's uh, it's about as far away from civilization as you can get. Um, so there's actually a um. Carter County Bigfoot Research Society over there that I've I've been to some of the meetings and um, I've been out there the the big part of the Bigfoot hunting um, that we that we've done or that I've been a part of um, is going out in the woods and doing what they call knocking where you uh, you get a big stick and you you hit the tree and then you listen to see if the Bigfoot's gonna smack a tree and answer you back and then obviously uh, people do like uh, Bigfoot calls and they holler and try to get responses. That's what, that's what Bigfoot huntings look like whenever I've been. But yeah, I've, I've been a couple of times. I think it's neat. It's, I, I kind of feel like maybe there's just people in one holler beating on trees and then people in another holler beating on trees back to them. And then everybody's thinking that they're talking to Bigfoot. Cause it, cause like people in that area, they see a lot of sightings. Like it's, it's like a well-known thing, especially over there in Grand. So I mean, it's a happening place as far as Bigfoot goes and everybody knows it. And I think everybody's kind of on the lookout.
0: And, it- It's funny that you mentioned like smacking a tree or something as being a way to find Bigfoot because while I was in the, uh, while I was still in Georgia in the rehab that I was at, uh, there was one night where we all, there was about two or three of us outside, or two or three other people than me outside smoking cigarettes. And we just all of the sudden hear this <clears throat> out in the woods, like, uh, at one in the morning. And we just keep hearing this <clears throat> and, and like, there's something up. Like we can see tree branches like uh, 10 foot in the air moving around. And we're freaking out. We wake up the redneck. The redneck is like, we need to get brooms and whatever weapons we can find. We need to go track this thing down. And this goes on for about 15 minutes of this screeching in the woods. And then all of a sudden we hear at one point like this thumping on the ground. Like, or against a tree or something. And that is the point where we realize, oh, somebody's fucking with us. Like, we believed all of the noises we were hearing until we heard that thumping on the ground. And they were like, oh, somebody's just messing with us.
1: Did you figure out who it was?
0: Yes. uh, Two guys that were at work decided to take the mountain trail back home in the middle of the night, risk getting eaten by bears. And it was a really tall guy with a stick moving the tree limbs and then a metal screamer uh, screaming in the woods.
1: Okay. (laughs) I, you know, I, I have not, you know, I've said I've been out a couple of times. I've not really gotten anything back, but you know, one of the things, I guess, just with my interest in cryptids, um, whenever I, I meet somebody new or I get to know somebody, I always will uh, stop and ask them, you know, when I get comfortable with them, you know, have you seen anything? Have you seen ghosts? Do you believe in aliens, man? And have you experienced anything weird? And I've had a couple of different people who've given me stories um, of them, like, encountering a Bigfoot, and, um, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me. I think it's, this is one of the things when we talk about cryptids. I mean, it's easy to go, eh, I don't know if they exist or, you know, think, you know, I've never seen one, but, you know, these are people that are for all intents and purposes, serious people. Like they're not people that are looking for attention. They wouldn't want people to know about this stuff. They, and this is always comp- the most compelling thing whenever I, you know, watch something on TV or, or read, you know, someone's experiences when they're people that are not looking for people to know that they've had this experience or solve the earth people, not people, you know, they usually make these fantastical stories, and they they'll tell you that they they encountered a Bigfoot. I had a buddy that I used to work with who uh, he remembers when he was younger. This is down, this is way down south, uh, in e- southeastern Kentucky. Uh, this is when they were teenagers, they're out in the middle of the woods, and something started hollering, and throwing stuff at them. You know, they're out in the middle of nowhere. They had to drive their four wheelers out there, and like they just see the like a cooler fly through the air. And it's just something like hollering screaming. They didn't see like a Bigfoot, but that's the vibe they got. And they all ended up having to uh, drive out of there, you know? And this is a super serious guy. This isn't a guy that would, uh, you know, make a big deal about it. It's not something he told a bunch of people. He just told me. And, uh, you know, it makes me makes me want to believe that, that that happened. And I don't know. He was obviously freaked out about it. It's hard to explain that away.
0: Now, you mentioned... Uh ghosts now is ghosts. They wouldn't be considered a cryptid. They would be considered their own thing. But do you see a lot of people like a lot of overlap there between the uh, paranormal? Well, I guess you do see a lot of overlap between the paranormal community and the cryptid community, right?
1: I mean, I would say so. So there's, there's, you're going to have different opinions, obviously, when you talk about any kind of subject, there's a, a lot of different opinions about stuff like uh, cryptids. Um, you can get three different people that believe in Bigfoot, and they have three different explanations for what they think Bigfoot is. So might say that it's a holdover from like um, sometime in the past. They might say this is just a, a you know, a, like a like an ape that we've, you know, not been able to, to capture, or really study, that's living up here in the woods, there's just not a lot of them. You know, those people believe that Bigfoot is like a real breathing animal you know and that's kind of how they they approach it so they're they're almost like a hunter mentality where they're going out there trying to find it um and then you've got people who believe that Bigfoot is you know some kind of interdimensional traveler like he's like slipping through uh dimensions from one to another and you know you go down this rabbit hole and that's when you start talking about fairies and that's about when it loses me but I mean yeah I mean I mean, ghosts. I mean, would kind of maybe fit in the interdimensional. I mean, if you go down that rabbit hole, you know, you can connect it all together. But um, so I don't know.
0: You don't believe in uh, the interdimensional beings?
1: Mm, no, I, I mean I don't. But I mean, if you're talking about Mothman, that's that's at the going to be at the heart of it because I think a lot of people now, you know, if you go to these conventions and stuff and you talk to people, a lot of people like that theory that a Mothman is from a different dimension or a different plane parallel to us. And maybe they have the ability to see a little bit into the future, not all the way, but they have some kind of insight or ability to, to know things that we don't know. And that kind of goes into the legend of Mothman and some of the stuff that, uh, that people talk about.
0: Let's dive right in, man. What is the legend of Mothman?
1: Okay. So Mothman is a cryptid that is connected to, primarily to um, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Now there they're probably there's been signs all over the world. Uh, people talk a lot about flying cryptids or flying humanoids over in Chicago right now. That seems to be a big thing that people talk about. So people are now seeing, but primarily when you think of Moffman, you think of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is where we went. And you know, there was a bunch of reports back in the 1960s that people seeing this huge wing creature that they they kind of described as a a moth-like person, I mean, like a big bird, essentially, kind of thing, and um, there was a couple of teenagers that got chased. There's a bunch of sightings of it over by the TNT plant, and then there was uh, a, a bridge that collapsed. It was the, uh, the Silver Bridge, and so that there was a lot of sightings around that time of Mothman, and so those two things, that tragedy is kind of connected to the Mothman, and people believe that the Mothman was um, you had something to do with it or most people probably think that he was trying to warn or it was an omen. Like it was some kind of omen that that was going to happen and people seeing him in that area.
0: Right. Kind of like in my, in my nerdy way of uh, translating. Um, have you ever read or watched the movie odd Thomas? No. Ah, well, I just, I just posted something about it in the nerd group we were a part of uh, on Facebook a little bit ago. But uh, in Odd Thomas, there are these demonic creatures called the Bodaks. And what the Bodax do is they show up. They don't really do anything unless you notice them or like make them know that you see them. But what they do is they just show up when something bad is about to happen to watch, pretty much. Like you said, a bad omen. So, in my eyes, when you were talking about the Mothman, all the appearances right before the bridge collapsing, I almost imagine them like a Bodak, just kind of as a, an omen, kind of there to watch the shit hit the fan.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's, that's exactly like 100% the same thing. I'm sure that that was, I mean, that was a book. You know when that book was written? Because that was probably, I feel like it was probably derived from, from the Mothman legend. Uh, if you look at the writings of author John Keel, you look at, um, you, even if you look at the, the Mothman Prophecies movie, I mean, that's something that's, that's a big, um, like a big uh, theme is, you know, the Mothman seems to know what's going to happen. And if they notice you, if like if you notice a Mothman or this interdimensional creature, then it notices that you notice it. And a lot of times they're not necessarily a benevolent thing. It's, you know, they seem to have some kind of knowledge just a little bit more than we do. And they use that to toy with people, you know, I mean, not to help people stop tragedies, but to, to let people know that they're getting ready to happen. Then the tragedies happen and it just, you know, it breaks people.
0: So, um, this, this Mothman, it got big enough in this Point Pleasant place that, uh, they dedicated a whole museum to it and a statue with a nice big shiny ass on it. And, uh, they have, uh, entire, uh, what do you call it? The events?
1: Are Um uh, The big festival?
0: Yes. Festivals yeah. every year dedicated to this cryptid. Uh, and you make a pilgrimage out there once a year to this festival. What is that like?
1: I've been probably the last three or four. There wasn't one this year. I could say COVID, but like, it's just, it's, it's when I, when I started going at first, it was kind of like a, it seemed like a smaller community event. Like it was, it seemed like it was big in the town, but then it seems to have gotten more popular every time I've been out there. Um, they had guest speakers, you know, people that, um, you know, are, are experts in fairies or Bigfoot. A lot of people out there who are Bigfoot hunters. Um, I was out there once, um, and I think Rosemary Ellen Guiley was speaking, uh, which, which was super cool for me because when I was a kid. Um, I read her her books like I like that was one of the first things when I got the Internet, I got eBay was I was like getting um, books on demonology and, and cryptids and stuff like that and pulling up books like books that she had written. And so get her get to hear her speak was really cool. But So they, they pull some interesting people like we're talking, you know, people that people have heard about, you know, and um, there's a, obviously a music stage and I mean it's, it's really scenic there. It's beautiful. It's right on the river. There's there's cosplay. People dressed as Mothman. People dressed up like Men in Black. People dressed up like uh, Ghostbusters. I'm mean, just just whatever you know, whatever you want to do. It's 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 kind of like a celebration of, of being a nerd. There's there's horror booths where you can get like horror masks and stuff. It's just like this this big festival of weird, and people just go there and be weird. And um, it's it's pretty cool.
0: Sounds wonderful. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to go during festival season, uh, you know, fuck COVID, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm sorry, I keep getting distracted by Mothman's ass. <laughs> but it was, it was definitely an experience. It was definitely a place that existed. It was definitely a thing that we did. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, You know, people keep asking me what was the Mothman Museum like, and I'm just like, it. It was. It was there. It was a thing. Like it was wild. Yeah. It the
1: the museum has really, it's grown. The first time I went to the museum, you know, I I feel like it was it wasn't very polished. I mean, obviously, it was a startup. You know, they're they're putting things together. You know, um, it's definitely way more cooler than, than when, when it first opened. And you know I think it, if you have time to sit there, you can read and look through all the history. We didn't really take the time to do that. Um, but like they have all the newspaper clippings and stuff like that. I mostly I like to see the props. It just gives you that feel, um, you know, uh, of, of like the place and you get a sense of it. Um, I mean, my favorite thing is obviously the statue. And then I like to go out and walk by the river and see where the bridge collapsed, which is super sad. but. Um, which is part of the experience.
0: But, you know, have you noticed in the past few years with, uh, you know, with the festival getting bigger that it has coincided with Mothman has almost become a meme lately. Oh, he
1: has. Yeah, he has become a meme. If you're on TikTok, then you, you're probably aware of the, the Mothman TikToks out there. I mean, it's it, it seems like it's really gotten popular with uh, Fallout 76 coming out and kind of highlighting some of the West Virginia stuff and some of the local legends, uh, Mothman being a huge one. And, you know, last year at the festival, the Fallout people were – well, some, some of the people were there. They're, getting, they're handing out, like, free merchandise and stuff and using it as a promotion. So, I mean, I think it has – I think Mothman's probably one of the cryptids sets has um, kind of come into his own in the public zeitgeist and people know, people know who Mothman is or they have an idea
0: You see, you know, I had seen some memes, but, you know, I'm not a big Fallout guy, so I didn't even know until we got to the museum and saw a poster of uh, Fallout with Mothman in it in the background that Mothman was in the game or at least mentioned or whatever relation he has to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like some other, I'm trying to think of other games and other influence of Mothman. So, uh, Fortnite's got a Moth Mando costume, like a like a suit. So, I mean, that, that's again, that's that throws it's a throwback, man. It's it's just it's become part of pop culture, you know. Loch Ness Monster not so much, Bigfoot sort of. I think Bigfoot's kind of up there with Mothman, um, Jersey Devil, Chupacabra not so much. You know, I think it's it's pick and choose, but I think. There's something about Mothman that's just interesting that people, I don't know, want to know more about or is memeable, I
0: guess. I remember back in middle school being sick home or home sick from school. And uh, I think it was, it was either discovery or history channel. One of those two was just playing these 30 minute, I guess you would call them documentaries. About, they had one on Mothman, then right behind it was like the Chupacabra, then the Jersey Devil, and they were just, uh, there was a time there where they were playing stuff like that on whichever TV station it was. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, people are actually believing in this shit. But now it looks like, you know, there's quite a lot of people that do, yes, indeed, believe in that. And I almost want to say, you know, maybe that was sowing some seeds uh, with the millennials that are out there that believe in all this.
1: Probably. I mean, if I think back when I was a kid... Uh, the kind of stuff that influenced me to look into that kind of stuff was obviously the X-Files. Uh, it was a big, big part of my childhood. Um, sightings um, was a, was a show that came on. I forget what network it was, but it was like, um, uh, it's like Unsolved Mysteries kind of deal. Um, you know, that kind of stuff kind of planted the seeds in my head when I was a kid. And so yeah, I think there has been like, like, I think I've seen some of the history channel stuff that you're talking about. Um kind of planting those seeds with kids and um, as people grow up. And I think the other thing about these things are, is we're always interested in the, the unknown. Um, we always want to think about these, these things. They're like, it's literally a moth flying around me.
0: You are What's the that? moth man.
1: I am the moth man, man. Um, they're just, they're just coolness about, you know, these, these dark creatures that may, may not exist out there. And I, I mean, it's just cool to think about, especially like like you're saying, if you're going outside and now you're smoking a cigarette and you're by the woods, it's it's scary, but it's cool to think that there could be something something weird out there, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, in my brain, you know it it runs wild uh, when I'm outside in the woods. Like, I have an unnatural fear of uh, Wendigos. Are you familiar with what a Wendigo is?
1: Sure. Are you, are you talking about like the
0: the Native so American the Native American wood spirit that inspired the movie The Ritual, uh, Pet Cemetery, um, Lessons from the Witcher?
1: I didn't. I didn't know that. That's, that uh, had. Uh, Influenced the ritual, which I love the ritual. It's a great movie.
0: Yeah, that's what uh, the ritual is based off of is the Wendigo.
1: Okay. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, uh, I I think it may be some kind of Japanese, and I, sorry, I I talk a lot about video games, some kind of Japanese RPG use Wendigo as like an icy Bigfoot. So that was the first thing that came to mind. But I know what you're talking about now. You're talking about like a, some kind of, uh, I usually think of like, like up in the Dakotas or something, up, up where it's cold. Some kind of icy spirit that's, you know, slowly like like trying to suck the soul out of you is what I think of. Is that, is that what you're talking about?
0: It's often depicted almost as like a woodland minotaur with a deer skull as a head.
1: Oh, that's sexy. Yes. That's way sexier than what I had in my mind. I was thinking of like a creepy old man spirit, but okay.
0: Oh yeah, they're, uh, heck, they're even in, uh, D&D, man. Dungeons and Uh Dragons. My party got attacked by one of those couple games back, and, uh, I wasn't part of it. But they were like, dude, you missed it. We got, uh, attacked by your irrational fear.
1: (laughs) So what is it about, like, a Wendigo? What is it about that that bothers you? What... What makes you worried that there's there's one of those out in the woods somewhere?
0: I guess you were you were asking me, you know, if we had any, you know, specific cryptid or anything around uh, where I'm from, which we don't, and I'm the only one believing in Wendigos and stuff around there, but it is very, very heavy Native American ter- territory out there where I'm from. And that's what uh, the Wendigo comes from, is Native American folklore. And so I guess it's like a combination of I watched The Ritual one night and then went out in the woods mixed with just like this, I don't know, man. There's like out out where I'm from down in Georgia – there's something in them woods, man. There's just this... I'll be out there smoking a cigarette, just looking into the woods. I'm like, there is something not welcoming going on out there.
1: Right. I could see that. I, I'm not... You know, I was just... what you were saying that, I was saying that, like, well... What, what do I worry about when I'm outside, you know, around the woods and stuff like that? But I'm not really really worried about Bigfoots or mothmen or anything like that. But man, I get the creeps when I think about aliens, man, and abductions. Um, I mean, I think that the chances of there being alien life out there is statistically way more likely than probably a lot of other things. I mean, I don't know if they would have ships or whatnot, but man, that's, that seems to be the thing that terrifies me. And that's, that's the kind of thoughts I get when I'm out there. I'm just like, uh, I'm always looking up at the skies because you look, like you're so vulnerable. You know what are you gonna
0: do? What are you gonna do if an alien comes up and try to abduct you? Bend over, get
1: probed. Get probed.
0: But you know the thing is with with aliens and well, with all of this stuff is uh, there's a lot of people that believe. You know, even there's even people that believe that Bigfoot is an alien. You know. Sure. And uh, there's definitely, have you seen the growing crowd of people that believe that octopi were, at one point, aliens?
1: Mm, I've not heard that specifically, but I guess that I could see people saying that. And Bigfoot's alien makes as much sense as anything else to me. I've seen Star Wars. I know that uh, it's possible.
0: (laughs) That was my... That was my best attempt while not waking your son.
1: Uh, thank you for that.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I, can't, I can't do. I can't do it at all. So I'm not gonna go try. But uh, yeah.
0: Man, there was one night. You know, we were talking about. You know, just talking about Star Wars and scary things in the woods. Um, there was one night while I was still in Georgia. I was staying at my parents, and I was drunk as hell and I just hear these uh uh coyotes everywhere and I I uh my dog or my parents dog was outside just barking her head off and in my head I was like oh no I gotta I gotta help this dog because it was in a pen outside and I'm like if coyotes try to jump her she's done for. So I grab a walking stick, go outside, and start doing my best Tuscan Raider, just screeching, just sand people language into the North Georgia woods, and go get this dog, bring it inside. And I'm like, you got to think, what in the, what are those coyotes thinking? Like, what in the what in the hell is going on out there? they're probably thinking a sasquatch or something. They didn't watch Star Wars?
1: Yeah, I don't know what you're doing, man. I mean, they I don't know. We have we have terrible coyotes out here too. It's it's all over the place. Um I think you probably scared off any Bigfoot that you you got down there in the woods though, cuz that's probably part of their like mating ritual or something.
0: Either that or I attracted a Bigfoot in the woods, part of their mating ritual.
1: Well, you would know if you did that. I'd like to hear that story.
0: You do not want to get bent over by a Bigfoot in the North Georgia woods. Right. boys.
1: right. Um, I'm waiting for your uh, Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> you uh, get to work on that? Well, well. So, I mean, go ahead.
0: No, you, you continue.
1: I was going to say, I, I, well, I was going to switch conversations. I was going to say, uh, as far as things that I've seen, um, there's been one experience that I've had that um, has me, like, scratching my head. I don't know about it. Um, and it, it takes place in Gronn. Um, so I was actually out there um, doing doing a Bigfoot hunt or whatever. And I took my little brother because he's super into cryptids too and something we bond over. So I took him out there, and um, a friend of the family was taking us around we were knocking on trees and hollering and stuff like that to see if we'd get any responses, which we, we really didn't. Um, and so when we left, it was starting to get dark. And I mean, the roads over there, are, they're pretty bad, pretty curvy. Um, you know, kind of out in the middle of nowhere and we got to, um, and I'm not really good with, with names of places. We get to that. You probably know, uh, it's, there's a bridge and it's right next to an old post office. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get right before we get to the bridge and, and this was probably, I would say sometime in maybe September, there's just a big clown, like, there by the bridge, just, just fucking standing out there. And it's just a clown, man. I don't know. It, like, it's not Halloween. It's not, you know, it it, it it doesn't make sense. I mean, someone was, I guess, wearing a clown suit or something. How long ago was just, this? Ah, dude, it's probably, it might have been two years ago. I'd have to look back and see.
0: Well, yeah. Um, do you do you not, re- do you not remember the year that clowns were everywhere? Wait,
1: well, this was after that. Cause oh. I, you know, cause I think that was, that was big, um, a handful of years ago. If this was more recent than I think all that, cause I, I had that in my mind because like, when I was thinking of that, I was like, that's weird. Um, and they were just, they were just kind of standing over there. And as we come up to the bridge, they start like walking towards the car. Um, and I was like, uh, no, I don't think so, man. And so I just kind of slowly drive over the bridge and the clown starts chasing us across the bridge. I mean, wasn't really fast clown or anything like that, but he was running at us. Um, and so we, we get, and there's like an abandoned, I don't know if it was a factory or what it was, like a brick place or something. It's like right past that bridge. Right. Um, and, I stopped there for a second because I almost thought, I mean, I'm going to turn around and take a picture of this motherfucker and see what's going on. Um, but then I thought, you know, well, it could be that this is somebody who's part of like a, a group. Maybe there's a couple other people. They come up to the car and they pull a gun on us or something crazy. I mean, obviously there's something not right if they're running around, you know, a grown person in a clown outfit in the middle of September. Um, so we ended up just driving off, but I really don't know what or why. What was going on? I mean, it was like in the middle of nowhere. I don't know why someone would be. But they weren't walking from a house. They were just standing by a bridge.
0: Killer clowns from outer space, man.
1: Could be, man. Or the uh, the Sundown Clown. Have you heard of that one, Saying The Sundown Clown. No. That's a that's a weird one. That's a weird, cryptid. St- well, I guess it's a cryptid. It's a weird, maybe interdimensional being story, man. It's worth looking at.
0: Well, we're, uh, it's getting late. We're, uh, you know, we filled out a good episode. Is there anything else that you would like to leave the viewers with, uh, today?
1: Well, I, I guess I would encourage your viewers to look around and see if there's any kind of local legends, local cryptids, local things in their area, wherever they're at, man, uh, look into it. You know, I think it's cool to, ask around, ask about local legends, history, stuff like that. I encourage them to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, go out there and maybe research it, figure some stuff out. I think it's cool. I I think that they would uh, have a good time doing it, man.
0: All right. You've heard it here. Uh, you know, don't, don't turn around for scary clowns, uh, search for Bigfoot believe in Mothman and uh, most importantly, stay saucy, you ho bags. This has been the Confound Millennials, starring Steven Sturvin Michaels and featuring guest co-host Derek the Mothman Man Piercy. Hey. I'm tired of these Confound Millennials.